Good evening. This is Patrick Donahue. We appreciate you listening every week at this same time to Bible Crossfire. Last week, we were talking about some responsibilities of a Christian. And we had mentioned Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So the Bible actually commands us. It's not just a recommendation. The Bible commands us to attend, attend church services. Uh, so I can't just stay at home to watch an Alabama football game. If church is going on, I need to be at church. That's a command. That's a, a responsibility of a Christian. We also talked about prayer, how that prayer is the responsibility of a Christian. M- remember, prayer is how we talk to God. The way God talks to us is through his word. He doesn't talk to us directly. He's not going to tell you what parking spot to take at the Walmart. He talks to you through the Word of God, and that means we should study the Bible regularly. That's my third responsibility of a Christian on my inexhaustive list. 2 Timothy 2.15 shows us that. It says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. We know this is talking about studying the Bible because it says rightly dividing the word of truth. And it says to be diligent in that. That's the responsibility of a Christian. Study the Bible regularly. A lot of people claim to be Christians, but they don't study their Bible regularly. In Acts 17, 11, we see that these, talking about the Brians, were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Paul and Silas were preaching in this case, if you notice verse 10. The Bereans are highly complimented because they didn't just accept what Paul and Silas said without question. Paul, like he's the, the biggest name preacher of that time, yet they, they're complimented by God highly because they didn't just accept what he said blindly. They searched the scriptures to see if what he was saying matched up with the scriptures. And that's what I encourage you to do when you hear preaching anytime, when you hear me preaching on the radio, see if I'm proving what I'm saying with book, chapter, and verse. When you're hearing somebody preach at church, make sure what they're saying matches up with Scripture. Anytime, TV, anytime, are they proving what they say by the Bible? Make sure that they are, because if they're not, do not listen to what they have to say. Because it's only the Bible that's the Word of God. A preacher's Word is not the Word of God. That's his word, unless he proves it by the Bible. So so don't accept what he says. Don't even pay attention to what he says, unless he proves it by the Bible. And we'll have to study our Bible regularly so that we'll understand and know the truth. Only the truth will set us free from sin, John eight thirty two. If you have a Bible question or a Bible comment, give us a call at 877 877- Six five five six seven five five. The number to call if you have a Bible question or comment is eight seven seven six five five six seven five five. As I mentioned, one of the reasons we study the Bible is so that we'll know the truth. We have to continue in Jesus's word to be a true disciple. John eight thirty one. And if you're not studying the Bible, you won't have the knowledge in order to continue in the truth of Jesus. You won't know the truth. The truth won't set you free from sin. Another reason we study the Bible is so that we can share the gospel with others. I'm reading from Acts chapter 8, first verse 1 and then verse 4. 
It says there was a great persecution against the church and they were all scattered abroad except the apostles. So who was scattered abroad by the, by the persecution? The whole church except the apostles. Then verse four says, therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Hmm. They that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Who was scattered abroad? That's the whole church. That would include the men, the ladies, and the youth. Every single Christian had a responsibility to preach the word. It doesn't mean preach in the church service, public preaching like that, because obviously women aren't to do that. First Corinthians 14, 34 and 35 says it's a shame for women to speak in the church. But this is talking about just getting out and sharing the gospel with your neighbor as you have opportunity. Teach the gospel to your friends, your relatives, the people on your ball teams. Everybody you can get a chance to share the gospel with, you should try. Acts 8, verse 4, every Christian has this responsibility. That's one of the reasons we need to study the Bible. is so we'll know how to teach the gospel when we get a chance to do it. We're talking about responsibilities of Christian, and that's a very important responsibility of every Christian Share the gospel with others. Another responsibility of a Christian is a Christian should have clean language. What I mean by that? No cussing, no taking the Lord's name in vain. Where do I get that? How about from Ephesians 4.29? Ephesians 4.29 reads this way. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace into the hearers. Cussing, that would be corrupt communication. Taking the Lord's name in vain, that would be corrupt communication. Uh, let's say uh, my favorite team loses the ball game right at the last second, and I say, oh, my God. See, that would be taking the Lord's name in vain. If I say, oh, God, respectfully to God in prayer, there's no problem with it. But if I say, Oh, God, just as an interjection, just as a, a point of uh, de- uh, frustration because my team loses a football game, that's taking the Lord's name in vain. Now, why are we talking about these responsibilities of Christian? Because if you're thinking about becoming a Christian, you need to know what you're signing up for. And if you're already a Christian, you need to know what you're supposed to be doing as a Christian. Perhaps you have a question or comment about that. Give us a call. You can get on the air right now. The lines are wide open. 877-655-6755. 877-655-6755. The next responsibility of a Christian is to be kind and loving toward others. Be kind and loving toward others. Ephesians 4.32 helps us to see that. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. You have to be kind to others. We can't be mean, even about the gospel. You got to be kind, tenderhearted, sympathetic with other people, be willing to forgive them. I mean, Christ was willing to forgive us. We should be willing to forgive others. What if you get frustrated with somebody because they're not treating you right? Does that give you the right to treat them in an ugly way? No, two wrongs don't make a right. We have to be kind toward others. 
two wrongs don't make a right. Even if they're being mean to us, mean and ugly to us, we have to be kind back to them. That's a responsibility of a Christian. And maybe people will notice that. Maybe they'll notice, hey, that guy is always kind to other people, even when they're not being kind to him. Maybe he's got something there. Maybe I ought to ask him why he does that. That's the being a good example as a Christian. And that brings me to my next point. That's a good responsibility, or that's another responsibility of a Christian, to be a good example to others. Let me read Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Jesus speaking here says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt hath lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So Christians here, first compared to salt. Salt, we use salt to season our food, but suppose the salt gets left out in the rain or something. It loses all its seasoning. Then it's not going to be good for seasoning your food. The only thing the salt will be good for then is maybe throwing it out on the road. To melt the, the ice. The Christian here is compared to, well, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and take a call and we'll get back to that. we got a caller on the line. Stephen from California, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Well, howdy. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Greenville, South Carolina. And, uh, well, the reason for my call is, is what I, I guess I was curious to get your perspective because I, I got a couple friends that I work with at work and they're, they're, uh, they're gay. They're they're homosexuals, and well, I, I work with them every day, and we, uh, you know, they're. I, I guess my question is like, it seems to me like they're they're good folks, and they kind of embody all the values that we embody as Christians. And the only thing that I can I can find that that gives me trouble is that, you know, that they're they're homosexuals, and that that's the only thing I can find what's wrong with them. And I guess I, I'm wondering. You know, I know a lot of folks that identify as Christian, and we can, you know, maybe do things that don't quite follow the the biblical rule. And I guess it's confusing for me because I met these folks, and they're 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 good people. They're good, upstanding family people. And I don't know. I guess I'm a little confused at how I should how I should feel about them. I was curious. Let me read you, Stephen. Let me read you this passage and see what you think. Romans one. 26 and 27 says, for this cause, God gave them up into vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use of that which is against nature. So that's talking about lesbians, the women changing the natural use. Right. It says it's, it's vile. 27 says, this is Romans 1, likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves right. that recompense of their error which was me. That's talking about gay men. They're both condemned. Homosexuality, lesbians and gay men are condemned in the Old Testament multiple times okay. and the New Testament multiple times, Stephen. So they're yeah. not they're not exactly good upstanding family people if they're gay. Because homosexuality goes against the family. It goes against well, God's word. It's I mean, what would you think if I said, Well, I have some friends they're good, upstanding people. The only thing they're doing wrong is murdering people. You know, wouldn't you? That kind yeah, of, sound I, kind of strange to you? I, I, it certainly would. I, I guess the thing what gives me pause about it is that 
I, the only impact that I can see them have it on our community, because I, like, I, I say I like living in Greenville, but we kind of live way out on the outskirts, so we got a little, little community out there. I, the only impact I can see them have is has been overwhelmingly positive. Like they kind of put they put a lot of good work into the community, and they're always looking out for folks. You know, like when you're talking about a murder, you're like, you know, like a murder will kill someone, it'll take someone else's life. But you know, like these folks, I, I I can't really see. It seems like they just, you know, whether or not I agree with it, I kind of just like mind their business. And the only thing that they put out to their community folks is is, is positive. So. I, not, I, I, it just makes me feel weird. Like, I'm not quite sure. Well, w- what about reading to them this verse, Romans 1, 26 and 27, and saying in the kind and gentle way as possible, you need to repent. You need to repent of this because you can't go to heaven in this kind of condition. 1 Corinthians 6 says that homosexuals and sodomites shall not inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. So if you really love them, yeah. Stephen, wouldn't you want to tell them that if they remain in that condition, they can't go to heaven? They can't inherit the kingdom of God? If you loved them, you'd tell yeah. them that, wouldn't you, Stephen? I, 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 yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I guess it just, I guess it just feels confusing. So I almost feel like I, you know, other in the Bible, I don't really have a leg to stand on. Like I, well, you know, that's I, all like you I need. Like, that's like all you need to stand on. Like they, they, that's all you need to stand on is the Bible. Proverbs fourteen twelve says, "There's a way which seemeth right unto a man, but they're in thereof are the ways of death." Stephen, maybe it seems right to you that these homosexuals are okay like they are, but that's the Bible clearly teaches their way is leads to death, and you need to tell them that. Phyllis from Washington, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yes, thank you. Uh, I just want to say uh, thank you for all that you're doing because you're inspiring Christian people to study God's Word. But here's my question. I don't agree with anyone, any denomination, 100%. So I listen to Joyce Myers, and I've listened to her for years, and I just love her. But I don't agree with everything she says. I also listen to the Seventh-day Adventist uh, radio station. I listen to the Catholic radio station and the Baptist radio station. And I wonderful blessings from everybody. You know, in 1 Corinthians 14, 34 and 35, Phyllis, I want you to tell me what you think about this passage. It says, let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. I don't think Joyce Myers is obeying that passage. I think she's speaking. She's preaching in the church service, isn't she? Well, I don't know if she considers herself a preacher or a teacher, and but she, like, rents these big, uh, like the Tacoma Dome. I went to see her there. And so that's not like a church, but it's like a teaching ministry, I guess. And she's just wonderful. She just, she does speak God's Word, and I do compare what she has to say with the Bible. But like I said, I don't, I don't agree with anybody, any denomination 100%. I'm mm-hmm. just blessed. Phyllis, I appreciate your call, but but that's pretty clear. I've seen, I think I've seen her preaching in churches. I'm pretty sure I have seen her when I'm uh, switching yes. through the channels on TV. And she is. So she's violating that passage that says a woman is not to speak in the church. And she's violating 1 Timothy 2, 11 and 12. Phyllis, it says, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection, but I suffer not a woman to teach nor usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. So she's violating both of those passages. 
I agree with you, but shall we just throw the baby out with the bathwater? She blesses. She's got 90% right, and it blesses. Uh, it's just a blessing, you know? No, but here's what we should do. We should throw the bathwater out, not the baby. And Joyce Meyer, in this case, in your analogy, is the bathwater. She's the one that's violating the word of God. So we need to ignore her and not listen to her and not bid her Godspeed. For example, let me give you an illustration. It would be impossible for me to commit the sin of being a woman preacher like Joyce Myers is doing because I'm a man. But if I worship with a congregation uh, that allows women preachers and I go along with it, then Second John verses 10, 11 says, if you bid God speed to somebody who's not abiding in the teaching of Christ, you become a partaker in their evil deeds. You follow what I'm saying? Phyllis? Yes, I do. Yes, I absolutely do. Right. And Thank I, you for your call, Phyllis. Thank you so much. Thank you. So let me read that. Verse 9 says, I have to abide in the teaching of Christ or I don't have God. But what about verse 10 and 11? If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed, for he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. So we can't just go along with other people's sins. If we have people that are gays, we have to in a nice and kind way, we have to teach them that this is wrong. Have to teach them that this is wrong. Kalina from California, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Hi there. Um, I have a question. So the Bible is very clear on um, the fact that we are all sinners and will never not be sinners, whether we are actively sinning or inactively sinning. We are under the condition of sin. So that's why Jesus came and he died for our sins, so that we can go to heaven and not go into eternal separation from God. God forbid we allow that grace to, you know, have us continue on in our sin. But um, it's Jesus's blood that covers us, which is what allows us to go to heaven. And my charge for everyone is to stop listening to you. Okay, thank you for your call, Kalina. It is true the blood of Christ covers our sins, but Jesus said himself, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. So when we have homosexuals out there claiming to be Christians, we need to say to them what Jesus told them, except you repent, you will perish spiritually. Or if there's a woman preacher out there, we need to say to her, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Joe from Florida, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yeah, how you doing tonight? Thanks for your call, Joe. Hey, I'm kind of on the same page as the woman that just got off. I'm trying to figure out which side you're on, because is it not true that in God's eyes, sin is sin, murder, homosexuality, whatever, sin is sin, right? We both yeah, agree you on that? Yeah, right. And Jesus said, except you repent, you'll perish. That's so, right. So, like, there's, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I accidentally cut you off. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yes, I mean, I mean I'm 100% agreed to unless you repent, you know, and stop doing what you're doing. But you're you're telling people that if they don't repent, they're going to hell, which, you know, that ain't the way I understand the way that God works. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm only, yeah, I mean, I'm only telling you what the Bible says. I'm, no. So listen to this verse. Proverbs 28, 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. So if a homosexual continues in that sin, he won't receive mercy from God. If a woman preacher does not forsake that sin, she will not receive mercy from God. Only those who forsake their sins will receive forgiveness based upon the blood of Christ. Tanya from North Carolina, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. 
Yes, this is uh, for the young man earlier, Stephen, who had the homosexual friends. Look, right. I, the Bible scriptures that you're giving are their truth. There's no doubt about that. But if you're supposed to love the person and hate the sin. So it, it's, it's called tactfulness. So I think his name was Stephen. Stephen, really what you should do is really pray about how God will want you to approach that situation. It's yes, God will let you know how to approach or how to deal with that person. But if we go and hit them over the head with the Lord say you're sin, you know you're gonna fight. He's gonna lose friends. Not saying that that you know that doesn't matter because I know the ultimate goal is heaven. But it's all about tactfulness. So um, again, Tanya, thank you so much for your call. Thank you so much for your call. Tanya's right. We do need to be tactful. We do need to be tactful when we're trying to tell people about their sin. You know, Paul said in Acts 20, verse 26, Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I'm pure from the blood of all men. Why? Verse 31, Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. So the New Testament and the Old in Ezekiel 3.18 says, If we see people in sin and we don't warn them, we definitely need to be tactful like Tanya says. But if we don't warn them about their sin, their blood's going to be required at our hand. That's a responsibility of a Christian is to share the gospel with others. And part of sharing the gospel is to preach against homosexuality, to preach against murder, to preach against adultery, to preach against adulterous marriages. When somebody divorces for a reason other than fornication and remarries, Jesus calls that adultery. We've got to preach against all that. That's part of sharing the gospel with others. That's why we need to study the Bible. We have to teach them that what the sin that they're in is wrong. If we don't, then we're not pure from the blood of all men. We have to be a good example to others. That's what we were talking about in Matthew chapter 5. It compares us to a light. A light shows others the way. A Christian needs to be like a light. We show others the way, both by our life and by our teaching. So if we know people that are gay or we need to, as we have opportunity, We need to try to share the gospel with them and show them that that's not right. Jesus says one man, one woman for life, not two men or two ladies. So we need to share with them Romans 1, 26 and 27 and all these other passages in the Old Testament and New Testament that condemn homosexuality. And if you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. Another responsibility of a Christian is to help others who are less fortunate than we are. Let me read Matthew 20, 26 through 28 says, but it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and give his life a ransom for many. Jesus was the king of kings and he came to serve others. Another responsibility of a Christian is to be sexually pure. Galatians 5, 19 through 21 says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, and cleanness, lasciviousness. And then I, let me skip to the last part of that. As I've told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So the sexually immoral, the adultery, the fornicators, the homosexuals, according to 1 Corinthians 6, they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And we need to let them know that. Jesus said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. So we need to get that point across. 
that unless people repent of their sins, they're going to perish. If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. One last responsibility of a Christian is to raise our children to be faithful Christians. Ephesians 6, 4. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Perhaps you have another Bible question or comment you weren't able to get in tonight. Go to BibleCrossFire.com and you can ask me any question over email there, BibleCrossFire.com. Or if you'd like to have a free one-hour phone Bible study with me at your convenience, I want you to call or text me at 256-682-9753. Go to BibleCrossFire.com and sign up for a correspondence course. Send me an email. Listen to old programs. But if you'd like to have a phone Bible study with me sometime at your convenience, call or text me at 256-682-9753. The number to call or text if you'd like the free study, 256-682-9753.